you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. That's a great point, Mark. Surprise! Welcome to the Around the NFL Podcast. I'm Greg Rosenthal, alongside QB Index guru, Mark Sessler. And yeah, this is a surprise drop. This is your favorite uh, musical artist just releasing an album, like a mixtape on a Friday, and you're just happy to get the extra content. Hopefully, Mark. Hopefully, yeah, no, we they hinted at it on our Tuesday show, <laughs> and now we are uh, doing more than hinting at it. And we thought that we would just take a breeze through, a trip through the QB Index <laughs> of where we stand. And of course, I'm... Uh, doing this with the creator of the QB Index. So it's sort of like uh, there's an interesting dynamic there. Uh, well, I do miss know. it. I have to admit, I, I do miss watching the quarterbacks extra close and then ranking them. And that's why this week we thought it'd be fun. Just get, give a little uh, extra episode, try something different, largely because Mark's concept for this week's article, uh, which I implore everyone to check out at NFL.com slash QB Index uh, is amazing. Uh, you wrote haikus for all 32 players. So we're going to go through uh, a good chunk of them. We're going to hear your haikus. Sure. And, um, and I'm also going to you know, maybe push around about these rankings and, and see see what we I have. would expect you to. How, uh, how have you enjoyed it? We, you're now six, seven weeks in. It's a lot of the, work. The thing I love about it is we are already taking game notes and wa- trying to watch everything for our Thursday preview show and just overall gaining ideas of who these teams are. And it, it marries right away on Monday, writing it um, with a project that's due essentially Tuesday. That's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Now, Hansis is looking for us. He was like, mm, Mar- a Mark and Greg show. That could be spicy. He wants us to have a confrontation. Right. Um, I think that Dan often um, uh, silently, not even maybe intentionally, St- creates um, the environment where you and I get into the conflict. I feel like we're pretty okay. polite with each other, uh, but we'll try to polite. we'll try to yeah we're pretty get into it in this in format. I think your ranking of Tua Tagovailoa is terrible, Mark. No, uh, let's start near someone near the top. Um, let's start with Justin Herbert. I don't know why, just because uh, I find him interesting right now. You have him number five, the top five right now. Josh Allen moved up to one. Patrick Mahomes is at two. I feel like uh, those have to be the top two in some order. Yeah. You could argue either way. You got Hertz and Lamar, three and four. I, I don't have any argument there, although it's interesting that Lamar struggled the last few weeks, and yet there's not anyone logical to pass him. And then Herbert here at five. Go for your haiku. My haiku for Justin Herbert. Human tornado trapped inside hyper milk toast bolts offensive scheme. Mm. <laughs> and I, I would point to Monday Night Football as a – Kind of case in point. I just because I so Herbert is. Wait, I want to sit with that haiku a little more. So okay. wait, there's a certain amount of syllables each time. Yes, it's got to be um, a five seven five. And I would say like the reading of the haiku is important too. So don't don't rush through it. Okay. 
That's all I'm saying. Because that was great. Trapped inside hyper milk toast bolts. I mean, I was in the newsroom, like, counting on my fingers, one through five, and then one through five and seven. And there were various, like, television executives looking at me like I had just done a bag of cocaine. So, you know, slightly <laughs> well, so at problematic. At least you're off the yeah. psilocybin. It feels like, yeah, Joe Lombardi could use some psilocybin, maybe, to liven up this uh, Get the mind offense. going. Yes. I, it's very vanilla. It's It's weird. It's almost like they've got this... This stallion of a of a horse here, but they're just uh, they're they're just uh, you know get letting uh, kids ride him for birthday parties instead of taking him out into the field. I was trying to I really love, finish. No, that I love analogy. what you said though. Uh, you and Gravedigger on the Monday night recap that he's sort of a deodorant for mm. the rest of that operation on some level, and it's like they're not using him even. I mean, they already had unlocked him in years prior, and it's like we're getting a a lesser version of him now, a safer version. The whole offense doesn't seem to be. Uh, equipped with any daring do. I, I know we hit Brady hard on the Tuesday show, so we, we can keep it quick, but I just love the haiku so much that I want you to go. Well, with this it. haiku has been asked to... Um, this is a this is an Easter egg because this haiku will not be appearing in print, but um, it is two seltzers at the wedding of Robert Kraft and people freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that we're giving uh, an exclusive... Haiku to our podcast listeners because you guys deserve it. Like too hot for NFL. I guess dot com. I hope that doesn't make you uh, uncomfortable. But yeah, I just I have a hard time feeling that uh, him him going out on Friday night had much to do with. I, I think that's why I pointed to it because it's, I feel like everything around the Tom Brady experience this season because we can tell he's a little unsettled emotionally. I mean, he was just going off on his linemen in the Steelers' loss. And it's like, oh, what can we blame it on? His personal life, the fact that he went to a wedding, which he's like, these guys do all sorts of things all the time. I mean, I just didn't find that to be a factor in his play. He's throwing the ball really well. I think it's gotten underrated. He had three or four great throws in that game. The problem is everything in between. Yeah, he's had a few more misses, I would say, than normal. But I think it's more he's just getting rid of the ball quickly because he doesn't trust what's going to happen. And it, it makes them a little boring to watch, too. But he's still got that arm. I All of these haikus are so good, Mark, that I actually feel like we're losing. I, I'm losing something by not having all of them. Like, I didn't even want to discuss Jalen Hurts, but I just want you. I, I do want to hear the, the uh, haiku because it's so good. They built a statue for Foles. Four months away from a Jalen carving, uh, that would be great. That's they a ha- Super Bowl pick too. They that is, it was your Super Bowl uh, runner-up pick, so we could both be feeling great during Super Bowl week, and then sure. you just root for the other team, and then you would be right. It and grows I complex. Will, but I will I, root yeah. for the Eagles, yeah. and I will be right. They've set a precedent here. Like if if they win the Super Bowl, <laughs> Sirianni and Hurts have to have one next year. They have year. to. They have to also run a Philly special. In that game, if they get there, he's, you have to. He's very steady. He's not um, going to kill you from the pocket all the time, but I think his improvement as a passer has been notable. Like, he makes some really nice throws where he buys time in the pocket to throw instead of running. It's certainly not all RPO stuff, and he's a good decision maker. Like, how many times this year have been like, oh, why did you do that, Jalen Hurts? No. No, I mean it's it, it's it's on a handful like the bad throws he's made too, and like I, I, I feel like I can't find another quarterback on this list that made a bigger leap from where we ended with him last year and what that offense was to what it can do now. And I mean he's at three, and I guess in another season maybe he wouldn't be at three, but 
it's been a tough year to be like, oh, this guy's coming from the wilderness and sweeping up the list. There aren't a lot of guys doing that right now. It's a great point. Uh, Justin Graver, who's here with us. Hey. Uh, Justin? Uh, we, how many times have we... Um... <laughs> That's how you do it. I thought I could get away with it without Dan. No, I mean, I like this. <laughs> I like the whole bit. And, you know, feel free to do, do drops in here. All of your normal... Stuff great. You just look, looked like a man who had something to say. Well, I was going to bring it up, and Mark just mentioned it, the leap that Jalen Hurts has made. I feel like it's underrated and often not talked about. Like Everyone talks about Josh Allen being this guy who improved so much and that it's so rare to see someone do that. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, yeah. his last year at Alabama before he went to Oklahoma, he was a terrible passer of the football, and he's just improved so much. And I think people kind of mocked Nick Sirianni for some press conference things that he said when he first Bingo. got hired, but he he deserves a lot of credit for bringing He's been under the hurts. radar as a coach. I feel like there should be more like Nick Sirianni think pieces out there. That's a good it, point. Know. I mean, they, people have just sort of accepted them as a superpower awfully quick, and you're right. Like, when I did, I, you know, not to pat my own back here, but uh, I did a sandwich prop. He's going to make the Pro Bowl team, Jalen Hurts, as like the first time in a, in a pretty loaded NFC for quarterbacks that he would be one of the top three. And I, and everyone at least uh, took the sandwich on that. It's, it's been really impressive. I remember Move the Sticks, uh, our friend Daniel Jeremiah, who uh, I'm excited to announce is going to start a podcast. At is this that network. right? Daniel, yeah. Oh, good. Have, well, it's like, about time. Yeah, like talk about the draft, have Rhett, Bucky Brooks. I, I think it's going to be good. He's got he, a lot of knowledge. I remember it, during the draft process him wrestling with Jalen Hurts because he said he clearly isn't there as a passer, but we're seeing these sort of athletes do well at, at quarterback, and there's something that everyone who's ever met Jalen Hurts says is so special about him that I just have to put him in my top 50, which was higher than most people had him. I just have to put him there just because even if it doesn't make sense, he hasn't shown it on tape. He's just like such an amazing individual and wants it so bad that he thinks like there's a good he could get there someday. They, he, I mean, there's, right. there's locker room clips of him weekly talking to the team. That's sort of been the unanimous thing. You know, we're a year removed from it's like this whole thing. Jalen Hurts is simply on a tryout to see if the Eagles can't find something better. Now it's like uh, that tryout worked. Right. And also, can we hold off on the like Jalen Hurts contract extension talk? Just let's just enjoy the season. Just just let this season play out, and then we can get to that. The, the football that. is more interesting, and the rest of this season will greatly inform the contract. You know, so just we don't need to talk about it now. It just is Howie like, mother <laughs> Just like enjoy it. There you go, Sean Kelly. Love it. He's in the back cheering our uh, resident Eagles fan. We've got so many Eagles fans <laughs> everywhere. It's, it's ridiculous. The rest of the top ten, Geno Smith, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers at nine, and... Tua, who, uh, yeah, it's tough to know what to do with injured guys. I might have had him a little it's lower. It's tough to know what to do with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. I think you're – I would say you're being generous, but it comes back to what we're dealing with in the NFL, which Justin and I talked about on Monday night too, of like just offenses are down. Yards per attempt is way down in terms of quarterbacks. And so once you go through the rest of the list, actually I don't have – anyone that like screams they have to be ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I personally would have Tannehill higher, but we'll we'll get to we'll I have get a to question him. for Mark. Yes. What does Geno Smith have to do to climb higher than he is? He's seventh. Um I mean know, it's Geno Smith and he's seventh. The guys he's behind other than Hertz might all be Hall of Famers. Yeah, I right. think it's I think it's that. I think it's just like I, I 
we're you're getting closer and closer where it should be based almost entirely on this season. Right. I think um, you're there. After four or five weeks, I would I, say go there. But I also yes. like look at the last game he had. It's like he he's been good. He's been great. I mean, I guess I could go put him at three or four. But I and I see that you know also like I'll go check like PFF or something after I do it. And I mean, all season long, he's been riding a top PFF. He's he's doing he's QBR darling. But it's like I just don't. I look at the overall person and body of work to some degree still here in week six. And, and he's fair. seven is fine for me. because like, is he a better quarterback than Tom Brady? This season he know. has been. I guess. But part of it is like Tom Brady's been in a rough environment. But he but he has been. He if you didn't know their names, you could you could make a case for Geno Smith being high. I think you got to go purely on this year. And uh, I don't think it's crazy to have him. Even Where would you s- stick him though? Like above? And that's what I mean. I don't think it's crazy to have him at seven purely on this year. Yes, all the numbers uh, would say higher. They would say yeah, fourth probably behind Hurts, Mahomes, and I Allen. did at least in the haiku for Geno Smith let's, take a shot at it. myself. Let's hear it. The author of this column giggled at me in August. Now he's hushed. Hmm. I mean, I'm taking a huge dirt nap on the Geno front, and I've accepted it. You and, and I'm, many you know, others. I mean, sure. Rex Ryan, <laughs> being Rex Ryan, Dan, Dan, a lot of a Dan lot of mix. a lot of Geno doubters, a lot of Jets fans out there. It is outrageous. Uh, I weirdly liked last week as a Geno fan because the heights he was reaching were getting a little outrageous, and what I liked was hey, the defense won them a game, and that he just had like a normal mediocre game. Because if that's his baseline of like his lower games, well, that's good. Yeah, you like the floor. Because I, he reminds me a little bit of a more athletic now, Dalton, and and I know that's a weird thing to say, but it prime Dalton. Whereas I just think he makes the right decisions, and I think he's ahead of the Dalton scale certainly right now. He's certainly flashier. He makes better throws. I just mean that he kind of gives what the defense. He takes what the defense gives him, and he yeah. doesn't make a lot of bad decisions, and maybe he holds the ball a little too long. So that all reminds me, and he's accurate, and that reminds me of Andy Dalton, but like a better version of it. I, I think it's an incredible case study because I remember like watching football when I was young, and it was like, oh, Phil Simms finally turns a corner in his career in year five, or like Joe Theismann had like years in a row where he wasn't even a starter. It's like he didn't just give up on these guys and draft someone new right away. Mm. And Gino's a case where like I'm not saying he created a lot of his own issues. He wasn't. It wasn't excellent on tape when he was playing back in the day. But it's like these careers go through such biorhythms and like giving up on these dudes. It's like who else is sitting out there that could be this version of Gino where you've just learned to bathe in the league for long enough. You feel more comfortable and your skill set takes over. I think that's that's a great point, Mark. And uh, <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of Fitzpatrick because people think of Ryan Fitzpatrick in a certain way now. But until he got that chance in Tampa, really? Uh, I don't think that like anyone would have thought he could have had a late career renaissance like he did. And he just yeah. got it through injury. And then he, you have this three or four years where actually he played at a higher level for those three or four years than really any other point except for that, that one Buffalo. This game. happens to quarterbacks throughout their career. I mean, quarterbacks hit their prime in their 30s. Matt Ryan didn't win his first MVP till he was in that range. Matthew Stafford got so point. much better Look at, at Ryan that. Tannehill. I mean, that, was, that wasn't – he didn't go into the wilderness for four years. But, I mean, he was ridden out of town. Right. And well, – then comeback player of the year and looking like it. And I think it's for similar reasons to Gino. 
because I think you look at the way Gino wins and his experience is his most valuable asset right now. I think he's just a, like a smart he, – he always showed an ability to go through his reads and stay calm, and that was the thing I liked about him was like he was a real quarterbacky quarterback, like, and that yeah. usually means success. But I think the fact that when your mind catches up to your physical skills, and I think that happened with Tannehill. I think that happened with Ben Roethlisberger late in his career, and that's why he got better. And now I'm struggling to find – your list again. Uh, give me uh, give me Rogers's haiku just because it was so good. Sorry, I'm just like commanding you to like. No, I I, I like how this is uh, operating. Um, give me a haiku. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, uh, agitated, peeved. Wait, is that New York Jets guy wearing a cheese head? <laughs> just the way that game ended, just you know, so bizarre. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Tua, like you said, is 10th, and that's a tough one. He, I, I didn't count. You can't please anyone. With, I don't mean you, but anyone with wherever you put Tua. You're gonna just gonna, yeah. Everyone's going off on, on something. To me, I'd have him a little a slightly lower maybe based off his play, but not because he was hurt. I do. How I thought of it was after about five weeks, it was just like, what is the average start from this guy like? And then whatever that, is, and then rank it that way. Yeah, sort of, in I think my, that's a good in way. In my to, own little head, good way to do it. Cousins eleventh, you know, he's you just, like that. he's been eleventh forever. Uh, <laughs> Kyler twelfth, actually higher than I would expect. Uh, do you sort? Of, we did talk about him a lot Tuesday. I think we part of the reason is we put a little more on maybe his coach than than him. And then Tannehill thirteenth. Yeah. Let's hear Tannehill's. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's haiku is for those thinking he'd be bounced by now from Malik Willis, Tanny lives. <laughs> I don't know if many people thought he would be by now, but it was got kind of dark there yeah. when they drafted him, and it was like he talked about his off season and how disconnected he felt. They trade AJ Brown away. It was like they were starting over. See, sometimes though the line breaks um, are surprising, and I, I think and that... I like that. And so this is my reading of okay. Ryan Tannehill's. For those thinking he'd. Be bounced by now for Malik Willis. Tanny lives. See, I think like haikus <laughs> are more the visual when you read it on page. Okay. That's just my take. I don't know, like, though. I thought there was like a whole I could be wrong, subculture just, of like how people read like, poetry in general. I don't know if you're trying to like hoodwink the listener there by not having them not know what... I mean, it, it does have that element to it. I but sometimes you get the musicality. I like, yes. For those thinking heed, I like that pause, be yeah. bounced by now for Malik... I like that pause. And then Willis. Tanny lives. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> erratic and fun. I would have him higher, and I know he doesn't probably rate incredibly high in the advanced metrics. I Actually, he, has been, he oh. has been ranking high in the completion percentage over expectation plus EPA per pass attempt. The Where Titans just he? don't throw the ball. I think he was second last time I saw. But wow. The Titans just don't throw the ball very much. And yeah, in QBR, and I think PFF, he's mediocre this year. And he had like a two-year run where they were on top of the world where he would always rank like third in PFF and yep. they'd have to defend it. I just watch him every week, and kind of like Gino, uh, I think he just makes good decisions. Like, he's a guy that you know what you're going to get, and there's a lot to that, and he makes more big throws than people realize. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch, and I felt that way for a couple years, but I think there's a toughness to his game. He's willing to take a shot and fire it downfield. I could see his teammates love him for all that business, and, like, that's my kind of dude. Okay, yeah, the the raw numbers are are weird. Like he has thrown half as many passes as Joe Burrow. So far. yeah, he I doesn't. Know he they don't the throw game. the ball. Yeah, they also had a bye week. But heading into 
last week when Titans didn't play, Tannehill was tied for the league lead in games with a QB rating over 100 for this season with five out of wow. six. They've had like, like they're like so, streaking good halves in a good way. He's been sensational for like chunks of time in a row. Here, here's why I think he deserves to be even higher. I would probably have him eighth or ninth. I just think all the reasons that we give as excuses for all these other quarterbacks, he's got those in spades. And people don't think of Ryan Tannehill as a guy who improves his teammates, like lifts them. But I think he's at that level now. He's no longer close to the Dalton line. To me, his offensive line and the pass protection has been terrible the last two years. And he like makes it work. And his receivers aren't really yeah. that good. And he makes it work. Like that, I, I give him a lot of credit. Carr and Stafford are next. Garoppolo, Goff. Wow, that to me those are all like in the, from the same generation of players too. I guess Stafford's a little older. Uh, let's do Stafford at fifteen. AT and T ads should be fewer. Pick sixes should be fewer too. Oh, that's it. That might be the I winner mean, so far. That's a good one. What about uh, Little Caesars ads? Uh, well, you know, when you're dealing with a five-seven, five-syllable count, like there's limited uh, space to. Uh, it's like a, it's like a less um, open field tweet. I think he's getting a little bit of credit uh, for what he did a, a year ago, uh, and the situation's tough because yes. he struggled. He has not looked good. I think it's with some of these guys. Like the floor is about to fall out if, if what we see is mm. what we're gonna get. We'll talk about them when they come off the bye, but they were under center a lot more against uh, the Panthers, and it really worked well. The numbers were great for Stafford under center. That was sort of more the old, basic Jared Goff offense. Uh, our friend Maurice Jones-Drew, who does their broadcast, was saying McVay's got to stop being stubborn and realize, like, kind of go back uh, to use that trope again. Mm. Simplify. Uh-oh. Go back to the basics. Uh, but he said, but they were doing that, I think, against the Panthers, to, and it worked. All right, Jared Goff, uh, Daniel Jones, Mariota, and Dalton, 17 to 20. I've really cracked up checking the PFF uh, numbers the last couple weeks because Andy Dalton is fourth right now among their qualifying quarterbacks. I noticed that. (laughs) It's funny because I think it's because they look, they grade in such a way that made me like Tannehill and Geno too in that they just grade like pluses and minuses. And, like, he just has so few minuses that you're just like, oh, he pretty much does the right thing and he doesn't hurt you. It's been a good version of Dalton. I also, I think that, you know... There's, but he's not not a lot of flash. Not a lot of flash. I mean, also, the most exciting um, performance uh, in the backfield came from Taysom Hill recently. He's sort of, like, got a sidecar doing stuff he could do and throwing a touchdown in that game. But Dalton's been really clean. But, like, I do think there's an, a human element where it's like, I can't... Put Dalton at number four or five? Like, no, come that, on. I mean, that's you know. preposterous. Yeah. And there's no way he's even played at that level anyway. So if you yeah. wanted to give him some love, you could maybe put him ahead of Daniel Jones. I know he hasn't won many games. I don't know. I think you've got him in just the right spot. And I was too hard on you last week with your Jimmy G at 16. He, he's been steady, too. He played well, pretty well. Well, I had him higher last week okay. because he had had two, I thought, promising performances in a row, but then he came back to earth a little bit. All right, the start of the one. show here, though, is your haikus. Uh, let's go with... You're going to rip them off in a row. We're going to do something different. Three quarterbacks in a row. Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, and Mariota. Okay, Jared Goff. <laughs> Oft adequate Goff. Lucky there aren't 30 other Belichicks. <laughs> just because Belichick just owns him. Uh, Daniel Jones. Operating as a Saquon handoff robot 
who does just enough. <laughs> that is maybe a little harsh on Daniel Jones, but Saquon the- handoff robot is just a very uh, poetic image. That's you what know, been. that's what pops. You want me to do Mariota? Was that the third one here? Yeah. Um, I flung a TD to Kyle Pitts. Time to chill, fantasy Nimrods. <laughs> Ooh. Although I think from a real football angle, that was a nice development too. I mean, it was, but you're right. I I am getting. I've gotten annoyed by uh, the whole like fantasy community because I follow enough of them on Twitter. Are like really mad at the Falcons and the Jets. They're just like really mad at Arthur Smith and. Uh, Mike Lafleur for running efficient offenses that aren't. They want re- Flacco back in there like to throw pat- more passes. Right, they're right. not. It's not re- resulting in good fantasy numbers for anyone. Uh, but get over yourself. They're actually good offenses for what they need to be. Did you see Elijah Moore's tweet after the game on yeah, Sunday? Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah. He said, like, if I said what I really wanted to say, it's like if you say that, you might as well just say it because you've already said it. But he's like, I'm happy we're winning. But yeah. This sucks. <laughs> uh, you might want to say, like, uh, yeah, that Flacco guy, we were throwing it for, like, 360 yards and, like, three interceptions different a game. Is a different offense. Can we get some, like, music or sound accompaniment to when Mark uh, reads this? I, uh, I'm i going to read Andy Dalton's. How about that? Andy okay. Dalton. Glowing red ginger. Man. Average skills. Achy. Back. Taysom to start. No, that was that was a bad reading. I may have to change that, too, because I think we are getting closer to Dalton starting. Yeah, it looks like he's going to start on Thursday night. All right, your next uh, five, we'll we'll say. Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan moving up this week. Carson Wentz moving down. He has that injury, 24. Kenny Pickett's at 25. I got to say, the single most surprising ranking you had to me was Russell Wilson. I thought he would be even lower. Let's hear that sad music for the, for the Russell Wilson uh, haiku. 15 depressing. Yards after halftime is not what Denver paid for. Mm. I think that was good because it stripped away the artifice, like the poetry. You know what I mean? Like something needs to be flowery, have that image. In this case, everything is dark. Yes. And you just gave us like the simple plain words of darkness. Yeah, I mean, so you are you would like to see him... Well, you mentioned on our other show that you felt he was who, near the very bottom of the league, Russell who Wilson. Who has played worse at quarterback than, and, than Russell Wilson this year? I'm going to go through your list. P.J. Walker is on the list right now, and yeah. whoever is the Panthers guy, yes. Davis Mills. Mm, I think I'd put Mills ahead of him. Cooper Rush. I'd, I'd put Cooper Rush ahead of him. I would say Cooper Rush's average game was better. Justin Fields. We love our quarterback. <laughs> I, I don't know about Justin Fields. I would put Justin Fields behind him. So that's yeah. 30. So that's two. Uh, Bailey Zappi. I got it. Bailey Zappi is definitely ahead of Russell Wilson. I just for need me to this I year. want to see a little bit I more. Know, but, but just yeah. right now, Bailey Zappi's average game has absolutely been better. Zach Wilson. Uh, I'd put ahead of him. Not by a ton. And He's then, yeah. The weight room looks beefy. <laughs> So, yeah, I think I'd have him 30. Wow. I mean, I just, I guess with Russell Will, I mean, he's looked terrible. He's in a terrible offense. 13 yards after halftime. It's, it's, it, the whole thing seems so broken that I, I don't hate what you're saying. I, um, I mean, he's going to sink like a stone if this was, is what he is right now because I don't know how you go through another offseason if this is Russell Wilson all season saying, we're going to roll this whole thing out again. Now, uh, you know, some of the numbers are closer to you. Uh, the, 
EPA completion percentage over expected composite has him 26th out of 33, so a little closer mm. uh, to you. Uh, completion percentage over expected, similar. He's ahead of about five or six guys, QBR similar, and just the eye test and, and PFF, which to me is sometimes kind of similar, uh, has him about, yeah, ahead of five or six guys. So either yeah. way, though, it's somewhere between our two rankings. I mean, it's surprising no matter what. I mean... It's crazy. I can you think of any example, and this is tough. It's putting you on the spot. I I couldn't come up with anything in the history, at least of the last twenty years, when we're covering the NFL. Like, has there ever been like something like this? A dramatic fall off for a great, you know, potentially Hall of Fame quarterback this fast? Certainly not while changing teams, because that like has hasn't really happened. That hasn't happened. Right. I can't come up with anything. I mean, not not if you look at Russell Wilson's age, because he's not forty two. Um, I would point to like a startling fall off a cliff was Brett Favre in 2010, but not surprising. It just was hard to watch. I mean, maybe. And even then he had kind of fallen. He had declined pretty hard before that 2009 season. And that was like his resurgence. So it sort of made sense. I mean, I guess like, you know, it was depressing to watch another Bronco, Peyton Manning, during that Super Bowl season, his exit, yeah, that's like, fair. play, you know, be replaced by Brock Osweiler in a game. that was, like, a neck injury and age, too. True, but it was truly shocking because yeah. he had shown no signs. The year yeah. before, he was still, like, an all-pro touchdowns. type that, of guy. But that's also, I would but say that's that... normal. There was yeah. more natural age going on there. Ben Roethlisberger's a guy who age was, like, purely the reason he fell off a cliff. I mean, not surprising. And right. If anything, But Wilson's he, still he, young. Like, yeah, Wilson's is, not, not in that group where Tannehill's it's like... He's Tannehill's age. Right. right. He was at the, the age... Roethlisberger was a guy everyone said would age poorly, and the reality was he didn't. That didn't happen until he was 38, 39. He was maybe playing the best football of his career at Russell Wilson's age. And they're pretty similar players. I think if you had to come up with the, I know that the size is so different, but in the, in the running ability, but I think in some ways they're, they're about as similar as anyone I can come up with for Ben. And but it's of, like, like great it's a unique case. And I also think this season, especially like it's been, if they had been tucked away at 1 PM Eastern six games in a row, a lot less people would be talking about it, but like it's been so visual and so Island gamey and so in our face. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do with Trevor Lawrence. I think you have him in, in the exact right spot at 21. I don't know if he's hot and cold so much as just um, not there yet. And that's fine. Yeah. He's in the second year. Some progress this year, certainly. I think you've got him in the perfect spot, which would be – it's weird because he'd be a, a Dalton right now at 20 is kind of the Dalton scale. He's the Dal- Dalton is the Dalton line yeah, right now, maybe right. on this list. And Lawrence, I would say, is like right at it, he, right at it. Maybe he's one above it, maybe he's one below. Uh, you want to do Matt Ryan's uh, haiku? <laughs> Why are they all sad? Sad autumn brighter after Matty Ice flings an absurd fifty-eight throws. We'll get to it on Thursday, but Matty Ice showed something. It was a great game. Maybe. It was a nice change for them. This just feels like poetry music to me. I don't know. Yeah, not no. necessarily sad. I mean, it is sad, but yeah, I think you're a little hard on uh, your guy Jacoby Brissett. I think you're showing some of your um, yeah, I don't some know. of your uh, feelings there. Twenty six. It's like you're you're harder on him. I think he played so great until last week. I know you had that. I know he had some big time misses, and that's why big time mistakes in key spots, and that's why you couldn't put him in the top 10 where all the advanced stats would have had him before right. last right. week. 
but to me, he was he would have been closer to like 15 going into last week, and so 26. And it was a bad game out of him. There was no question about it. I just kind of think that maybe like what we just saw is the like more of the Jacoby Brissett we're going to see. Um, but he also had three killer mistakes that prevented them from winning games. It kind of bothers me, but can we get the uh, haiku for him too? <laughs> Jacoby passes 45 times. Chubb carries 12. Pat's A-bomb Browns. <laughs> That's amazing. Trying out some new music there. No, I like that. I like <laughs> that, was, that. That fit. You know, I was very basic. I don't know if uh, Dan would have, you know, spiced it up. I just went straight through the list. We're hitting the bottom five. Zach Wilson. Pretty low for Zach, but I guess it makes sense. Hasn't played that much and hasn't done that much. Bailey Zappi, who's gotten better each week. Justin Fields, Cooper Rush, Davis Mills, and then uh, P.J. Walker, who I believe only completed one pass past the line of scrimmage, which is like 60 yards when he was taken out of the game. That that was um, a tough situation. I think nine of his completions were behind the line of scrimmage. Um, All right, our final two uh, haikus we're going to do. Uh, for the day. Let's end uh, strong. Love these two. Cooper Rush at 30 and Davis Mills at 30. All right, here's Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Time for Jera to leave a suitcase full of green bills in my locker. <laughs> oh. Davis Mills. Mills wondering if Easterby will return his REMCD. That's another Easter egg one that's been exclusive to the pod yes. listeners. Been asked to be edited. I don't even want to go deeper into that joke. Um, I just love uh, that image. <laughs> I just love it's a strange it. Strange team. Jack borrowed that Reckoning CD. He's like, "Do you have, they have that? Rec- you have Reckoning? Love that album." From Davis Mills, who's like very little of an REM fan, I would imagine. Davis Mills has been uh, like a little disappointing to me this year. He's just not accurate. Uh, deeper down the field, and you just haven't seen the flash plays. He's played like a perfectly competent backup at worst, but he he hasn't. Sh- he's I think shown less than a year. Ago. I, I, I find he, he that hasn't too. been bad. No, he hasn't just, been bad, but he's not good. I I was expecting him to kind of be um, a favorite of mine and a nice surprise, and it's not really held true. The ball just doesn't go where he intends it to go, which is like the number one thing. Um, that bothers me when you're watching them each and every week because you you can never overcome that unless you're Josh Allen and then you become the greatest quarterback sure. in the world. Uh, and yeah, Cooper Rush was on the practice squad and is only making a million dollars. Give me a break for all the overpaid Cowboys that they have over the year. They better give him like a, an assistant vice president uh, job to like you know charity and in the off season. Yeah, and, like and I, I went to, to over the cap to look at where he ranked, and it's like there are some absurd human beings making more than he is for what he's done this year. But right, some of them probably are not playing football. They're they're no. out of the league and they have guaranteed money. Uh, yeah, Cooper Rush saved their season, and I think we've saved um, this podcast. I, not that it needed it. Mm. Um, I mean the around, the whole around the NFL oh, podcast. This, this individual spinoff uh, show. Or no, bonus I, did, show. I mean the whole enterprise. Okay, we needed an injection of surprise and um, daring do and haiku, and we've, we've done it. We've done it this Wednesday. We've done it. Thank you, Gravedigger. We credit you for that. Oh no! Don't do that. 
Yes, fabulous well, we're not idea. Really doing it. Fabulous uh, producing and just a little something Thanks. extra for the listeners. Yeah. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, let us know. And if you don't like it, don't let us know. That's how don't, I'd like don't things Don't get into to our headspace with complaints. <laughs> we will be back uh, on Thursday and Friday with our regularly scheduled preview show and uh, Friday fun show. It was fun, Mark. I had fun. Uh, for Mark Sessler, Gravedigger, heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.